County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Where We Landed is supported today by Moving Real Estate, a full-service real estate firm serving Grant County. With a combined total of over 90 years of experience, our agents strive to handle each client with professionalism while navigating the ever-changing real estate market. Our focus is to provide exceptional service and build long-term relationships with our clients as they embark upon their dream home journey. There's no better feeling for us than helping people reach their home ownership goals. If you're ready to make a move, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Visit our website at movingrealestate.net or give us a call at 765-674-MOVE. Welcome back to Where We Landed. I am Alicia Hazelwood, and we are excited to have you listening to us today. I have in studio with me my awesome co-hosts, Scott Miller. Hello. And Iris Brunner. Heyo. And I think we've got some questions coming our way, don't we, Iris? Yeah, so um, I've been given the access to the random bank of questions, so I'm going to ask them. Um, And our guests can participate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So my first question, and I would like for everyone to answer this, what item do you hope will be obsolete in 20 years? It could be anything. Clothing item, uh, accessory for a vehicle it could be something i'm gonna say cell phones cell phones really what do you want instead like you could just like think about it and it'll be there type oh of okay so that's dangerous like implanted in yeah your yeah because like 20 years ago <laughs> that would did be you like say 20 years like what, 20 what years from 20 now years? Yeah. 20 years from now what do you hope is obsolete if i think back to 2003 it wasn't nearly what it is today, the cell phone. I was going to say, Quinn will kill me because I can't think of, oh, Jarvis. It could be like Jarvis um, with Iron Man. You know, just it just talks to him. Yeah. It just tells him, oh, hey, you're supposed to be here at this time. Oh, hey, so-and-so is calling. Oh, hey, Scott, your wife's looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that would be my thing. Oh, okay. I was going to say low-rise jeans. I hope those things <laughs> never come back. But <laughs> those super, super oh low ones. God. So anyways, I will not be wearing those. Um, so this is probably funny and only applies to 50% of the world, but bras. <laughs> you said bye. Well, 50%, yeah, 50%. Do you want something me. instead or just nothing at all? Either just something, something that different. is much more comfortable than what I currently wear. <laughs> well, I, it either needs upgrade or non. I, I feel like Scott's at a completely different level than us right now. <laughs> <laughs> completely different level. Brittany, how about you? What you got, Brittany? <laughs> Scott's like, I want off that topic. Yeah, can, I, can I get off the show? So I'll keep mine kind of banking themed for the day. Um, I am the most irresponsible banker and debit <laughs> cards. I have uh, to have a backup account so that I can transfer money with my backup debit card because I put it in pockets. I set it in the oh, ledge of my car. Mm. Now, I think we're well on our way with like Apple Wallet and stuff, yeah. but I'm yeah. not responsible enough for that. Google Pay. Yeah. Um, I was in Aldi the other day and I didn't even know they did this, but I got my phone too close and Google Pay oh. grabbed right off of my right mm-hmm. off of my really? phone. So I was like, hey, Aldi does that now. <laughs> nice. <All right. laughs> but keep my phone away because that wasn't the account I wanted to pay for it with. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Well, that's really good. That's really good. Um, how about 
If you could have a lifetime supply of anything, what would it be? Peanut M&Ms. Oh, okay. Mm. I'll, I'll share a story while you but guys like, are thinking I feel like they this. need to like not all come at once because you want them to be fresh. Oh, I do. That's true. Uh-huh. So it would be a like lifetime a supply. They just keep coming. Yeah, like a yeah. grain elevator full yeah. of peanut <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I don't want that because when you get down to the bottom, those will be gross. <laughs> so when I was a little kid, the church that I went to, this was probably like third or fourth grade, the Sunday school teacher said, whoever does, and it was like, hey, if you mm-hmm. are at church every week or whatever, plus a whole other host of things and you're good, you get a year supply of bubble gum. Oh. And so it was whoever's going to be the best. Anyway, I won the world the year supply of bubble gum, but some of that gum was so hard by the time the year was over. So as you're talking <laughs> yeah. about fresh, it just needs better. to keep coming. Yeah. You just need yeah. an amount to show up like each week. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, what are you thinking, Alicia? I don't know. I haven't thought of anything yet. Brittany, I can't you think got of anything that mine would hands down be like skincare products. Oh. I got, heavily addicted in my early 20s for a job I was working and I can't give it up and it's so expensive oh yeah yeah I'm just gonna say money I want a lifetime supply of money I feel (laughs) like you can give it away too right I am cheating (laughs) the system but I was gonna say I thought that but I'll buy your skincare for you hey (laughs) that's cheating um a year's supply of I just lifetime gas lifetime oh lifetime Mm -hmm. gas yeah Travel expenses. I don't know. Something travel. Like that. ex- that's a good one. Yeah. Right. Your travel expenses are always paid for. Um, okay. Last question. I'm, I'm, I'm digging deep. I'm trying to get hard ones too. So I'm going to fill some time for you guys to uh, think about it. If you could be the best in the world at something, what would it be? Oh, Brittany's, Brittany's eyebrows went up. Oh gosh. These are so unfair because Iris doesn't like yeah. absolutes and I you're don't. asking an I absolute. Am. I am. I These am. are hard. You're getting would- up there with Scott. I would want to be the best high school basketball coach. Ah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, I think I would. Uh, I think I would choose to be the best artist, just because I'm not good at it at all. Like I can't draw things. Like I, in my brain, I know what I want it to look like, but I just cannot produce it. So I think that's what I would choose. I'd want to be the best photographer. Oh yeah, because that's good. I am You're very good at that. Yeah. I am reasonably good at it uh-huh. but i always it. wanted to be in like national geographic yeah and like, then i could travel for it for my job because your travel and, expenses are paid well from the previous question yeah. yes. <laughs> i truly can't think of anything and i think that's kind of like a foundational problem for me because i want to be the best at everything uh-huh. like i'm highly competitive so it's like yeah. i want to do it all yeah so that's good so I'm you'd sure. want to be the best at everything yes <laughs> truly <laughs> best at everything <laughs> that's oh, good am i supposed to look no you're okay. fine <laughs> so i have the chance now yeah. to introduce our guest today and it's Brittany howie so Brittany, we are super excited to have you Brittany had so i've known Brittany. i'm gonna say for four to five years mm-hmm. Brittany's currently the branch manager at Star Financial down in Westfield, Indiana. And she helped open that branch just over a year ago. Uh, She, before that, was at another bank here in Marion, Indiana. And before that, was the executive director for Habitat for Humanity of Grant County and did a tremendous job in that role. Previous to that, she was the membership and marketing director at Marion Grant County Chamber of Commerce and then was in the banking world before that. So, Brittany, it's really good to have you here on the show today. Welcome. Thank and you. What I would love to do, <laughs> I would love to have you share how you got to Grant County. 
Yeah. So I was lucky enough to be born here, um, born and raised, never left. Even when I went to college for a time, I commuted um, and I'm commuting to my job now. So forever and ever. Born at Marion Health? I was. And then which high school did you attend in the community? Mississinawa. Okay. Mm -hmm. So did you live in Gas City or live Jonesboro or what part yeah. of the community did you live in? I grew up in Jonesboro, very rural, um, like they did not plow our roads on snow days. So way out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you like about Grant County as a kid who grew up here? What are the things that you'd say, man, this, these are my favorite things about Grant County. And this is what keeps me here. Honestly, I mean, I know it's the quintessential answer, but like the people, um, you meet so many cool people and my kids, I'm finding, think it's cool too. It's like, oh, you know, that person who's either related to that person or that's their best friend. And you can make all these connections and the connectedness too. Awesome. How'd you get connected to Star Bank? Cause Star, yeah. I didn't realize this until I got here uh -huh. because I always thought Star was a Fort Wayne institution, Okay, mm -hmm. but started here in yeah. Grant County. But how did you get connected with Star? So um, the banking industry is just really small. Like bankers know each other. We talk about products that we have, um, you know, so we can send referrals and such. And so my best friend who I helped get hired in banking a long time ago when I was at Salem, she had been with Star in the Indianapolis market for a few years. And I was looking for a new mentor and she loves her boss. And so she's like, you need to meet my boss. And I was like, okay. So I sat down looking for a mentor and I left with a job. So that's yeah. awesome. That's a good mentor right there. Yeah. yeah. I see enough potential in you. I'll hire you. Yeah. <laughs> we can do this full time. <laughs> What's it like to start a branch? And that's got to be a real challenge, especially kind of getting, being new to that community. Um, how, how does, how has it gone over yeah. the last year? I, was so nervous um, to start a new branch in a new community that I am not from, I knew not a lot about, um, but it has been a phenomenal experience. Um, I tell people I won the branch lottery all of the time. Um, the bankers that I started with, they were so amazing. And the Westfield community has been so welcoming. Um, one of the things that I did is I took a um, play out of Scott Miller's playbook. So when he came <laughs> here, he sat down and he had lunch with you. And he said, who are a couple more people I need to have lunch with? And I said, I'm going to go to Westfield and I'm going to be Scott Miller. So um, I looked a couple people up um, immediately, you know, jumped in to some things at the chamber and had lunch with a guy who was there. And I said, who are some more people I need to meet since I'm new here? And so um, I went about doing that and it's been so fun to get to know people over there. Um, they're so nice. And I think part of it is star because they did start in Grant County. Um, so a lot of the folks who have traveled down South to live still bank at star. So the amount of Grant County people I've run into is crazy. There's always a connection there. So, yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit more about your family. Yeah. So, um, I was born here, raised here with my parents and my brother. Um, and then I met my husband um, through the Walmart Distribution Center when it started. Um, my mom worked there right when it opened and so did he. Um, so before I even got out of high school, we met there and 
been together ever since. And then we have our two kids, Maisie and Ezra. And so they're fourth and second grade at Mississippi as well. And are, so they've just recently gone back to school then for the fall. Yep. First yeah. day was Wednesday. Do they like school? They love school. Um, they do really great job and it's been great to build relationships with all of their teachers um, over the years. Um you know, staying connected with them and all of that. So they're really enjoying it. My son told me that his teacher this year is the nicest teacher he's ever had. And she's never yelled in her life. And I was like, <laughs> all right, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> there will come a day. <laughs> That's good. So talk about, um, what it was like for you growing up, um, here in Grant County, what were some of the things you were into or what were the things you looked forward to every year, like growing up? Yeah, I loved school. Um, so I always looked forward to, you know, doing the school supply thing and getting your teacher and who's in your class and all of that. Um, and then I liked joining a lot of like the clubs. I did volleyball and cheerleading for a time. Um, I did Science Olympiad when it was like brand Ooh, new. That okay. was really fun. So that explain is, more yeah. about that. Yeah. So um, my, I want to say my seventh grade science teacher, he's like, let's do Science Olympiad. Let's get that off the ground. And I was like, okay. So a few of us we joined in and you could pick like a topic. You could pick health or there was like the rockets you could build and all of that. And you would go and you would practice just like a sport essentially. Hmm. And then there was a competition once a year. I think we went to Purdue for that. Um, and we got to like test our knowledge. I remember like when I did the health one, we had to like take someone's blood pressure and explain, you know, how that worked and how we got our answers and stuff. And then we would set off a rocket and they would measure and all of that. So that was really fun. Maybe, maybe the precursor to like the robotics club. Maybe, yeah. maybe, but that's, that sounds yeah. really, really cool. cool. Like, so how did they like fields? check you if you did the blood pressure? Correct? <laughs> so yeah. like you would do it in front of like an instructor. Okay. And they would assess. It'd be you like were 200 doing. over 77. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're Something's real off. Yeah. <laughs> Something's <laughs> off. <laughs> so that, that's fun. So what, so, and then high school, you, mm -hmm involved in high school and yeah. then you said you went to school here afterwards as well yeah like did you I, oh you commuted excuse me I i'm commuted. sorry you commuted yes. yeah i went to ball state okay um in muncie and so i drove for a time i was working here and drove okay. there during the day so yeah, yeah. Uh, i had uh, reached out to you about a, well, a couple of weeks ago about being on the podcast and then i said hey i'm gonna maybe prep you with a few questions. Yeah. So, so one of those. So here's comes one of the, those yes. questions. Get What's ready. your biggest failure? Well, no, I, I changed kind it just of. a bit. So, so we'll start with that because these guys love it when I ask that because it's cringeworthy. Yeah. I think. So it's so cringeworthy. So, so uh, but I was going to say, what love is your, isn't the word I use? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they hate that. But what is your best failure? I'll say it that way. So, yeah. Oh, well that changes the question. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love the way you worded that. So so um, I would say my best failure was I did go off to college. I commuted um, and I did that for three years and I never graduated. And what I found was like I went through some stuff towards the end of high school and, you know, mental health was kind of different then. Mm -hmm. um, so went through some stuff, but I was always great in high school. Like I didn't try. I didn't take books home. You know what I mean? Like I just naturally did well. Um, and so when I got to college, I was like, oh, wow, like you have to try. This is yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I questioned myself a lot. I just didn't do as well as I did in high school. And I was 
really young. And my husband and I, like I said, had been together for um, before I left high school. And I was like, it's been a while. Like, why aren't you marrying me? This is strange. I want to do that. And one of his things he had said was like, oh, well, you know, you don't have a full time job yet and stuff. I was like, Watch. We'll fix like, that. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so I got noted. It. And yeah. you mentioned you have a high competition, right? I do. Like- <laughs> and so I immediately went to Salem Bank and applied for a full time position. And I was like, I have a full time job now. So <laughs> game on. <laughs> game on. <laughs> That's so, good. Yeah. And so um, when you were at Ball State, what were you studying? What was your th- thought process during the time you were there? Well, I started, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, And Ball State is a teaching college. And they're like, hey, like, why don't you just go into the teaching program? And so I'm a freshman at Ball State. And I walk in there to do my first presentation in front of a class. And I'd never been nervous in my life. I think that's like a small town Grant County thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I look around the room and there's all these people I didn't know. And I started trying to talk. And I was like, I can't do this. And I picked all my stuff up, walked out of the classroom, went right to my advisor's office and said, that's not for me. I can't, I can't do that. Um, so I switched to industrial psychology with a minor in classical cultures. So very cool. Industrial psychology. What is that? Follow up. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it was, I was interested in psychology anyway. I think a lot of kids going into college probably are. Um, and I found like a business psychology essentially. Hmm. So, um, some of the things like we would talk about in our classes would be like company cultures and how do we retain people because it's, it's beyond money. Like people are leaving because of people or because of cultures. And so how do you, how do you fix that problem or how can you make some things more efficient and all of that? So, yeah. So with your education, I know we talk about like graduation rates from college and there's conversation around, do you need a bachelor's degree and a master's doesn't mean what it used to and those kinds of things. How much of the college education that you did receive in the three years that you went to Ball State, do you feel like you're utilizing now or has impacted you as you've went through life? Because I feel like our students think pathways are straight Mm -hmm. and they're not straight, right? Mm -hmm. So how has that led you to kind of where you are now? So going back to like it being the best failure I had um, because it was so different than what I was expecting. And I had to try in a different way. Um, whenever I started working at Salem and, you know, I'm competitive. I want to, I want to do well at this. Um, and especially after I had my kids and I couldn't stay home with them. And I struggled with that a lot. I was like, Hey, like I'm going to come back here and I'm going to be like darn good at what I do. Like if I have to be here, I'm going to be real good at it. And so, um, I think sometimes you jump into college cause they tell you that's what you're supposed to do. And you don't know what you want to do or you don't know who you are enough. And so with that being the best failure, I don't think I would have tried as hard in my career had I not been challenged in school in that Mm. way. Um, So I think for me and maybe for some other students, um, it's just too early. Like right after high school, you're not sure. Like Mm -hmm. I never would have thought I would have gone into banking at all. Like it was not on my radar. Um, And so in doing that, I think I learned to network differently Um, because I think that's one of the things college really gives you is like a network solid foundation of people who you meet um, throughout your life, you can reach back out to and all of that. And so I didn't have that. So I had to do it differently here. So have you ever thought about going back and finishing anything? I have um, because I was so self-conscious about it. 
for such a long time. And so I was like, man, like I don't have it. And at some point it's going to stop me at some point, someone's going to tell me no, because I don't have this degree. So knock on wood, I'm saying this publicly. It has not stopped me yet. (laughs) Um, so, but I have thought about it because I really enjoy, um, accounting and numbers. And there is a specialized bit to that, um, that I think I've missed out on, on a specialized skill in that way. But for me, unless you're going to college for something so specific or something like healthcare or all of that, yeah, yeah. I I mean, Mm -hmm. you, I've learned so much being just thrown into things Mm -hmm. that the experience has taught me and my experience more. So very cool. Uh, I'm going to open this up, this question up for all of us. So Uh everybody can answer this one here. (laughs) Um, But you've been in this role for just over a year. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing that you feel like you could learn to be a even better performer in the role that you're playing right now? And, and you may want some time to think about that. I don't know if either of the two of you have anything um, that you guys would share. Yeah. Like I, I always have said that I have like, I'm, I've, my ceiling just gets higher, right? Like I'm never going to be the expert or I'm never going to be the one that's, you know, instructing other people on how to do what I do. Right. Like, but I also feel like it's important um, to me that I am trying to, you know, be a sponge and absorb from other people. And I think um, a a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, um, you know, finding your people, right? Like, so, you know, just trying to learn from others that are doing really great. Like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Like, you know, what, what can we share with each other? How can I help you or how can you help me? So I, I definitely say that, um, I just always want to be learning. Like I, I don't want anybody to ever look at me and be like, eh, she's peaked. Right. Yeah. Like I, and then, if, and then if that is the case then it's time for me to change, right. Yeah. Like I, and I do crave change sometimes. Like I get tired of doing the same things over and over again. Um, and I've jinxed myself with that a few times, um, <laughs> but well, that's for another day and topic. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely always just trying to learn and just trying to surround yourself with people that are, you know, that you can gain knowledge from, right? Like everybody yeah. has something valuable or an experience to share. So Brittany, any thoughts on it? And I'm going to hit Alicia with that one. Yeah. So I have gotten better, but I, I am not patient. Um, mm. I wish I had patience, but like when <laughs> I'm competitive and when I see a solution, I'm like, okay, let's go. And like, I'm dragging people along with me. And so it's not always, um, advisable to move immediately. Um, but I'm the one that I, I want to do it right now. So yeah. patience. Yeah. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like one thing that you could learn or improve on to be a better performer in the role that you're playing today. Ugh. Um, so everybody who knows me, knows I need to fix my face. (laughs) (laughs) I knew the answer before she said it. (laughs) Um, I wholeheartedly believe that when people come to a table, that they're coming to that table because they want to make a difference. So I struggle when people come to a table with an agenda. Mm -hmm. And so I'm willing to put myself, my program, whatever it is out on the table, I'm willing to give, change, modify, whatever for the greater purpose. And then when that isn't 
recognized or it gets manipulated and it's somebody else's agenda. I really struggle with that piece of it. And I don't know whether it's a compliment or not, but most most people have said that I'm very authentic. Like who you get at work is who you get at home, who is you get when you see me at the grocery store. Like my, I don't change a whole lot. And so when things happen, even though I struggle with dealing with emotions um, and processing those emotions and being in that space, it's written on my face. If I'm upset, if I'm happy, if something's bothering me, um, when I get down into the work and I'm working really, really hard, it could look like I'm mad or irritated and I'm actually just really concentrating hard. So I'm very readable. And that has been, I don't think that's a bad thing though. In the professions that I've been in, (laughs) it is a very bad thing. Um, Being 10 years in politics, 10 years, you know, doing fundraising and stuff like that, being that readable. Yeah. Um, But it's great to know that. Especially on the negative side of things, like when I'm hurt. And then that allows people to take advantage of that situation. Mm. So, okay. I can see um, it from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when I'm really excited and I'm really passionate about something and I'm all in, you can tell I'm completely all in. So, um, I don't like being that readable. Yeah. So that's good. Who, who was your best mentor? Wait, you have to answer the question. So hard. <laughs> I, um, similar to what Brittany was sharing. So I am like, if I think something needs to be done, it should be done today. Like, mm-hmm. and I cannot stand waiting. So, um, I think I need to be much better and I'm trying to grow in this area about leading with heart. So understanding like, what are your fears? Like the people that I'm with, like, cause everybody has fears and what are those fears? Because if I can understand those, then it can probably help me relate better. And so I, I need to learn how to lead with heart instead of just facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have that issue too. No, no, no. I'm so data driven. How long does it take you in a relationship with a person to get them to be willing to open up and share what their fears are with you? Uh, yeah. So it's about building trust. I was going to say, yeah, that feels like a bold question. Like if you and I just met and you're like, Iris, tell me about your fears. I'm like, take a hike. (laughs) But we give him flack a lot for being the one that's willing to ask that question kind of early on and immediately. And I know in our relationship that made me trust him because I have a similar like, okay, cool, let's do it. I mean, you know, um, feet first, head first, whatever. Um, it made me trust him more quickly mm-hmm. because if you're going to get that deep with me, you're actually interested in being that deep with me, then, okay, this is somebody that I can trust diving in with. That's going to be in the deep end with me. So, um, where we landed is supported today by moving real estate, a full service real estate firm serving Grant County. With a combined total of over 90 years of experience, our agents strive to handle each client with professionalism while navigating the ever-changing real estate market. Our focus is to provide exceptional service and build long-term relationships with our clients as they embark upon their dream home journey. There's no better feeling for us than helping people reach their home ownership goals. If you're ready to make a move, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Visit our website at movingrealestate.net or give us a call at 765-674-MOVE. Yeah, so at work is probably where I see this the most. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so I've really tried to work with people on our team recently. And what do you need to be at your best? Yeah. And asking that as a starting question. Like well, that's a different question. Right. That's a different question. And then once I get that, then I think I can then begin to say, Hey, what are your fears? Yeah. Um, and okay. so as they that's open fair. up to That's it. fair. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's a great question. I could see that and in application. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Like take a hike, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and that is true. Like yeah. I, S- somebody recently that I really respect here in Grant County had, had shared with me that sometimes I'm too trusting. Like I'll maybe share some things too early yeah, um, that can come back to bite me in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so anyway, those are things I've got to grow in. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. I hate having to like close yourself off because you're too trusting or you're too vulnerable or you're too open. Like that's so unnatural for me to think about. Which, and that like, that's one of my core values is openness. So if I feel like someone's not being open with me, like I, like that relationship is usually very challenging for me to mm-hmm. pursue, I guess maybe. So yeah. Well, yeah. And I was just going to say, I think one of the fun themes after hearing us all answer that is like the data driven people and like the get it done. We want the facts thing. We had to like learn how to be in tune with that emotional piece because mm-hmm. I won't I won't use emotions to make a decision um, and it, it would hold you back. And so once you bridge that gap and realize building that trust immediately, like what is it like? Let's just put it all out on the table. Um where maybe now we are too trusting, but we're transparent and like, we do want to get things done. So like, let's just get it out there and put it on the table. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, that was good. Oh, that was a deep dive. Yeah. (laughs) Way to go, Scott. Uh, Good one, Scott. That was a good deep question. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This will be a little bit lighter, I think, but who's been your best mentor? So, um, I've had some really phenomenal mentors in my life, truly. And I will say Jody Pomeroy has been the best mentor of my life. So she was my first boss um, in banking and I graduated with her son. And I don't know if she'll get um, embarrassed about me telling the story, but we did not like each other, Jody and I, when we first started. It was not a good relationship. And so um, what actually bonded us together was... I came in and like, I wanted to do well and I wanted to know all of the things. And, um, finally I realized that can rub people the wrong way. And so I went into her office and I cried and I said, nobody likes me and I don't know why. And like, I want to do well for you or whatever. Cause they were going to ship me off to a different branch (laughs) and you were making waves. Yeah. (laughs) And so she like immediately softened and she was like, Okay, like, and she didn't want to like send me off after that because I was like, I need help, like help Mm -hmm. me do well at this. And so from then on, it was like our relationship has changed over time from like this, maybe like work mom, work daughter thing um, to where we have just complete trust in each other. We can tell each other the ugly, nasty, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, I, I think I'm a person who it's hard to give feedback to sometimes. Um, so being able to trust her in mm-hmm. her knowing what she knows, um, I can trust her feedback. Um, and one of the funniest things that we always joke about is anytime I bring something to her, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I have this decision to make. Whatever she she suggests to me, 
I literally do the opposite every single time (laughs) and she knows I'm going to do it. And now it's like, it's this psychological game of how does she answer my question? So maybe now is she giving you the opposite of what she really wants you to do and hopes that you'll do what she wants you to (laughs) do? Yeah. And so my favorite thing about that relationship um, and why I think she's my best mentor is just how the relationship has changed over time. Sometimes it's that mother daughter thing. Sometimes it's mentor and completely professional. Um, and sometimes now it's me giving giving it back to her. You know what I mean? So I think eventually anytime you have a mentor, um, the mentor part of it ends. And so, like I said, like I'm always looking for a new mentor because you need somebody who's maybe not so emotionally in tune to you that you can trust and give you um, the feedback you need to hear. Um, but yeah, she's been dynamic in my life. Well, and that's that's kind of an interesting concept too, is, you know, finding that person that you trust mm-hmm. to give you that feedback, even though you know you're like, I know I don't want to hear this. Yeah. But because it's coming from you, it's mm-hmm. different, right? Like I know yeah. that you're not doing it with malintent or from like a critical right. or being critical versus actual feedback. So yeah. that's that's an interesting concept. I don't know if we've talked about that ever. Yeah. About how important that is. Sit industrial yeah. psychology. Yeah, I know. Now. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> How about with your, you know, you talked about being born and raised here. So in your family, who's the person who has been the most influential with you? Yeah. So where you learned the most from. I thought about this question a lot and I don't know if it's cliche to say, um, but my kids. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I am a completely different person after I had kids than before I had kids. And I've always told people, my daughter, when I had her, she hit me like a dump truck. I was in the nicest way. I'm talking about myself. I was insufferable in ways. Like I knew, I knew everything and you couldn't tell me much. And so my kids held a mirror up to me and showed me the absolute worst qualities that I have. Um, and it really motivated me to look at myself as a core person and change um, for them, but also like for myself. And so like they truly are like the best extension of me. And so I like I needed a reality check that I think kids give you. So. So your daughter would have been the person that taught you yeah. the most or you yes. learned the most from. Absolutely. And so um, everyone jokes. Um, if you've ever seen my daughter, we're we're very twin like mm-hmm. um, in the way we look and our personalities. And so I quickly realized in the ways I was very difficult, but I'm so glad for all the experiences I've had because I feel like I can help her a whole lot quicker, um, recognize herself and protect those things that make her so tenacious and so awesome. Um, but also being able to deliver it well and get, you know, reach people on a relational level. So the whole raising a kid that is yourself. Like I joke about that all the time. I'm right. Like Gavin looks like his dad. Yeah. And is a hundred percent me. <laughs> and Hunter looks like my side of the family and mm-hmm. is a hundred percent Steve. Like yeah. their personalities are so similar. And to like raise yourself and your children and to be irritated by that thing that you're like 
oh, that's <laughs> me. I hate that. Yeah. Well, oh, and we're beating huge. down the road of like the teenage years. And so like, I'm super struggling because yeah, my daughter is again, very similar, right? Mm-hmm. Like how you and Maisie are like, yeah, she is very similar to me. We have very similar personality traits and like, you know, I have to figure out how to be the mom that she needs me to be versus yeah. the mom that I think I need to be. Correct. Yes. Right. So there's usually, I, I, I'm trying to be better about it. You know, when she just gets in the car and like, I'm that trusted space where she just drops whatever she needs to drop for that day. I mean, I literally, cause I mean, we were having some issues because she was like, not everything is a learning moment. That's what she would tell <laughs> right. me. But I'm like, hold on, I'm your mom. I'm like, I'm supposed to do that. But yeah. it's like, so now I'm like accustomed to like, she gets in the car and I'm like, and she starts talking. I'm like, are you just venting or do you want advice? Mm-hmm. And typically she's just venting. Like, and that's, I've asked Gavin because yeah. he's the same way. And I'm like, and oh, I was the hover mom. He's like, stop hovering. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, so am I just listening or am I supposed to take action yeah. on this? Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, somebody made my kid mad. I'm on it. Like yeah. I am mother bear. <laughs> right. We are going to the school board. Like yeah. this is done. Right. Nobody's going to do this to We're my kid. Going right? to the school board. Oh, well, he has a politically active mother, right? Like I am going to the top and everything's rolling downhill. Oh, and he's like, no, I'll be that kid. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. 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 Because, because yeah, <laughs> like, I, like maybe you're still in helping her with like the problem solving where mm-hmm. I'm trying to transition into giving her the tools and then she gets to decide how to problem yeah. solve it. So it's, it's so challenging. <laughs> and I'm in the space that I'm like, I don't know, you're an adult. You're supposed to figure that out already. <laughs> he just turned 18. And, and so. meanwhile, Scott is in the <laughs> baby stage learning. diapers still. Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure this out. So yeah. I'm learning a lot from you guys just as yeah. oh, I'm trying boy. to figure out. Cause I, we I may not be the best example. Well, I don't think, I don't know if anybody, I mean, parenting is like, I lie to my kids new... on the daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, open. Yeah. I'm open. Openness. I'm, I'm lying. I'm telling you a story. <laughs> Man. <laughs> um, yeah. It's every day's a challenge. Um, this morning, I have to tell this joke real fast. So this morning as school started, Hunter walks into the house. This is how different he is from me. And I'm like, are you wearing the same shirt you wore yesterday? He's 14. And he's like, no, I have two of them. (laughs) (laughs) And he really does have two of these shirts. And I'm like, you realize that the people around you do not realize you have two of those shirts. (laughs) And he's like, well, that's their problem. (laughs) And I'm like, crap, how do I answer this question? Because I want him to maintain that like independence. I don't care what people think about me. But But you're also trying to shield him from the kids making fun of him today. Yeah, got it. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's a tough one. I need to get rid of one of those shirts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, does he do his own laundry or do you? He help does with, do his own uh, laundry. That's too bad because you could have. I know. You could still it's get rough. rid of one of those shirts. I know. I'm going to have to sneak it out. Just put it in a different drawer. Yeah. He'll never know. Brittany, one of the <laughs> other questions that I prepped ahead of time for you was mm-hmm. what's something that you cannot do, but you respect others who can do it? Yeah. So hands down, the folks who work out or they did sports and they're so disciplined, like the discipline that they learned from that and pushing their body. um, That's just something I Mm -hmm. never did. Like by the time I got to high school, I didn't do a lot of physical sports anymore. Um, And so I I just can't break over that hump of pushing myself. And so for sure, anything physical in that way. How about you, Scott? Um, it it has been public speaking in the past. Hmm. Like I 
hated it. I similar to you, so you got up in front of that class. So I had a boss one time that told me if there's something that you fear, anytime somebody asks you to do it, go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've gotten better at it. But in college, somehow I was uh, elected student body president and you had to get up in front of somehow (laughs) did you have posters it was popular yeah did you have pins mine was uh you can represent the pretzels yeah (laughs) that that was high school Uh, oh okay I did have so in high school student body like treasure so that was but but my theme there was let's make it Miller time give me your and money so was, let's make Miller it time. Miller time so in high school you know everybody thought that was cool because yeah, drinking like and beer stuff, yeah so, yeah. <laughs> so anyway that but that would be mine mm-hmm. is public speaking yeah. how about you Iris um you know so I'm trying to think about that like I think I think I can always just recognize like people's commitment or their sacrifice. So I think I just always want to cheer for that. So whether that is in, um, you know, physical act, like sports of all sorts, right? Like sports and even like art, like, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking about like, you know, kids that commit to theater or commit to dance. Um, And I think I just always want to help celebrate i don't even know if i'm answering the question yep. i don't even know what the question was well it it was what do something you, i something can that you cannot do but but, but celebrate other people like to see it in others yeah yeah definitely yeah definitely that i i'm so maybe i love to celebrate when i see the commitment and the sacrifice because you can't just show up and know all of your lines to Macbeth, right yeah. like mm-hmm. there is there are things that they had to say no to, to be able to say yes to that greatness. And so I just love celebrating that. So like, I love to go to shows. I love going to um, sporting events of any kind. Like, so I'm just the cheerleader, I guess. I just love to cheer people on and I love to see that success. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know it's hard. I know it's hard. That sacrifice is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia? Round us out on this one. Round us out. Um, so for me, because I'm so data driven and just like, okay, here's the problem, create the solution, work the plan, create the plan, get there, and then what's the next <laughs> thing? Um, I never worry about things looking pretty or those kinds of things. So my house, like I see a painting, I'm like, oh, I like that painting. And I put a nail on the wall and I hang it on the wall. So none of my pictures are in the right spots. None of, I don't coordinate paint through my house. Like I'm, don't make marketing pieces that look nice. Like I just, I don't vision that way. And so it's always been something that I've recognized in others where I'm like, I wish I could tell the things that I have in my hand in the way that you do it. Yeah. Um, and I always liked that, like when I worked with Leah Roberts, when she was at Burkhart or when I worked with Evan while I was at the United Way, I would like draw stick figures and say, this is what I'm trying to get across in my public speakingness. And then they would create this thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I had in my head. But I can't do that. Yeah. So that's the thing that like I don't want to have that ability because I love the relationships with people that it has created because I'm not good at it. Um, but I've always admired it in others that they see the world in that space. And it kind of reminds me of like how I see the world when I'm doing landscape photography and the things that I see when I'm doing photography. And I just kind of let the, the real world, regular world kind of sit at the side. So I am, I'm 
going to add, this is a four person question again. Oh, gosh. This is the last <laughs> one. This is me. supposed to be about Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to start. I'm feeling we, we very start, on the hot seat at the we, moment. We can, we can go with Brittany right out of the gate here, but, but she wasn't prepped for this one. Oh, so, so that's oh, going to give better. her a little bit of time bum, bum, here. Bum. But it, it's tell a story about a time that you help someone. So in another podcast, I'd ask, tell a story about a time that somebody helped you. That think about that. So I'll I'll lead because that'll probably need time around this. But this one was thrust upon me in Grant County, um, and it's through Rotary. So going back to our Rotary connections. But one of the things that somebody and it might have been you, Alicia, or I <laughs> that came up with this idea was around Christmas time mm-hmm. that we each got fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, yeah. and we could go make a difference. And, and I think that was Iris yeah. then her idea. And I remember going to Walmart and I was just kind of hanging out by the cash register trying to figure out like who could I make the biggest difference Mm -hmm. and through that, not through my resources, but through the resources that Rotary had provided. Mm -hmm. And and I remember I was kind of just watching and there was a a younger lady with two small children. And, um, and so I, immediately just hopped in front of her. I saw her going towards the line and I hopped in there real quick and said, Hey, I just got a couple of things. You mind if I go right in front of you? And she had a, quite a bit. And so I remember, um, telling the cashier, Hey, I'd like to invest this in the next person through the line. And then I kind of just stood back and went over to the side and watched it happen. And you could see the emotion in that person just from somebody making a difference around Christmas. So thank you to Iris for allowing me to make a difference in somebody's life through that idea. But Anybody else have anything that you'd say, hey, here's something that I've done to invest in somebody else? So I have one off the top of my head. As soon as you answered the question, it was the first vision that popped into my mind. I was headed to my parents' house for some reason. um, And I normally go all the way down. They live off of 18. And I normally go all the way down to 500 and turn around and go to their house. And for whatever reason this day, and it was in the morning, I turned at 400 to head down to their house. And um, there was a group of kids at a, a trailer park area that were waiting for the school bus. And I happened to know as I or notice as I was coming down the hill towards where they were standing, that there was a kid like laying in the middle of the road. Mm. And so I stopped my car in the middle of the road, put my blinkers on, got out and, you know, went up and I said, oh, my God, are you okay? Is everything all right? And he was crying. And the other kids are like, we can't get him out of the road. He doesn't want to move. And he wouldn't really talk to me about like what was going on. I said, you know, this is really dangerous. A car could come, not see you, whatever. And he was like, all right, fine, I'll just sit over here. So we got him to move and sit over like along the fence or whatever. And I said, so you're going to get on the bus, right? And he said, yeah, I'm going to get on the bus. You know, I don't know why you stopped. And he was all like kind of pissy or whatever. And so I get back in my car. I drive back to my parents' house. And I was like, that was just kind of weird and out of nowhere. And I didn't really think about it. And about noontime, um, the superintendent called my phone, which at the time I worked at the United Way, so it wasn't unusual. And I was like, hey, what's up? What can I do for you? And he said that that student after that got on the bus, came to school and went to the counselor's office. And that just having somebody see him 
made him realize that there was something more that he wanted to talk about or do. And he's like, obviously I can't tell you what's going on. I was like, obviously that's not a big deal. I'm just glad he's safe. Yeah. And so that was one of those things like I have, that is not the normal way I would normally go to my parents' house. Like it's not any longer or shorter. It's just not my habit. So that was one time where just out of nowhere, I know that I made a difference in somebody's life just because it came back around. So very cool. Brittany. Wow. After that story. I know. That's a hard one to follow. (laughs) That was a little heavy. Um, But that's really good. Making a difference in people's lives. So a couple things. Um, Like everything I did at Habitat is probably one of the Mm. um, things I'm most proud of. I mean, getting families to where they're ready to buy a house. You know what I mean? Like they came from situations where that's not um, something that happened in their families or something they just didn't ever think would be attainable for them. Um, so I could say several families on the habitat side, but, um, it kind of felt like that was a low hanging fruit. So I'll pick a different story. That is not low hanging fruit. That is hard work that you did turning that organization around and making that happen for those families. Thank you. Um, so, my more recent story, um, when I started at star, um, I had an employee who had been there a while, um, given to me and he truly is like my work best friend now. And, um, he had been through it like at work. I I think I was his eighth manager at star and he'd been there five years. Mm. Um, you know, and I just, I got all of his prior reviews and all of these things. And it was like, Hey, you know, here's the areas of growth he needs and here's what he wants, but here's, you know, where we're seeing him go kind of thing. And he's very quirky. He is so funny. And, um, I got him and he had like all these trust things, right? Like I've had eight managers in this time. And so I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know a lot about star, like walking in the door, their systems. And he was so great at that. And so I was able to like build this trust with him that, you know, Hey, like I'm not going anywhere. I will be here. I'll be your manager. Um, but like, tell it all to me, like, tell me what's gone on with you. Like I can see your past reviews, all of that. And he, I mean, he believed in me. Like he was like, yes, I trust her. Like, let's go down this path together. And I was able to keep his quirkiness and who he was like at his core intact, but in the ways that were holding him back. Right. Um, sometimes he didn't read customers well, like, you know, he does these hilarious impressions and some customers were like, what is, what are you doing? <laughs> and so, you know, once we got over those humps, um, you know, I haven't even been there a year, but I, I got it to where he was able to be promoted, like to our training branch. Um, And like, I'm really, really proud of that. Um, And what we were able to do together, because it's not like I came in and said, here's what you need to do to get better. Right. Like we, we built that foundation of trust and in all the time that he spent making me better, like it, it made him better too and more confident in who he was and the skills he already had and just using them in the right ways. So I was just really, really proud of the progress he made in like such a short time and he was able to hit the goals like he wanted to do to get promoted and unfortunately for me that means he's not at my branch anymore but, but what um, a great thing for him yeah but i'm proud of him so yeah. it's awesome before iris answers that question um i was just going to say as a person who's kind of uh, looked at you from a distance 
I feel like that's a theme for you throughout life. Like you really care about people and want to make a difference in other people's lives, whether it was through Habitat for Your Humanity or even working with your team there at the mm-hmm. bank. So, so thanks for sharing that story. Thanks. That's great. Iris. Um, so I'm going to be the artful dodger and dodge this question um, <laughs> because I am an Enneagram too, and I am a helper and it's literally what I do all day, every day, but I also don't do it to share it. Sure. <laughs> so I'm going to dodge it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Brittany, yes. um, we have to ask you the last question, yes. which is what are you reading? watching listening to you have a commute what do you do on your commute do you just jam out or do you listen yeah. to stuff or other than our podcast yeah of yeah, course. yeah yeah i know you're well super I, fan. I am a super fan yeah. of the podcast um but i do i listen to tons of music i love music um favorite band uh, taylor, taylor swift yeah 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um love taylor swift um and then the other podcast i really love to listen to is the Sharon Says So podcast. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know if anybody on the show has said that one yet or not. I don't think so. No. If you're not following her on Instagram, she is America's government teacher. She does it in a nonpartisan way. I learn something new every single day. Um, And here's where it gets interesting is what her podcast is called. So I really, I really love that podcast. Um, I reading. It's called Here's Where It Gets Interesting. Here's Where It Gets Interesting. Yep. Okay. Thank you. And then reading, um, I went down that fantasy um, fiction rabbit hole with, um, it's called ACOTAR. I don't know the whole um, acronym, but I, I really like that. Um, nonfiction, I really am starting to dig into Poverty by Matthew Desmond. If you haven't read Evicted by Matthew Desmond, it's a phenomenal eye-opening book. Um, and then watching. I haven't been watching anything lately. I, I struggled nothing, to get into a show. nothing new on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys been watching anything? Um, oddly enough, I've been watching uh, World's Most Dangerous Prisons. Oh. So there is a, <laughs> you asked. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there is a uh, former uh, UK convict in his younger days. He was in a gang and stuff like that. Got arrested for a murder he didn't commit, spent 12 years in prison in the UK, got out, uh, got, you know, cleared of all the crimes. So he started studying all of the different types of prisons around the world to talk about, like, is it rehabilitation? Is it punishment? What are the conditions? What's this like? And it's just been really fascinating. So, And it's called World's Most Dangerous Prisons. It's on Netflix. Okay. Um, I'll... Right before we end, I'll share two that I've been watching recently. Hijack with Idris Elba. Unbelievable. And it's just a one series or one, one, uh, eight series or eight episode series. And then, um, the last one is Lioness, L I O N E S S, uh, the CIA. You know that. So, so hmm. anyway, those might be interesting. Yeah. I feel like we've been enjoying, um, so Disney Plus has been doing to us on purpose, like, like instead of dropping the entire season of something, they do it one episode at a time, which I think is like really refreshing (laughs) specifically like for my kids, because like we like look forward to like whatever show we're into at the time, but like we have to wait until next week and then we sit down and we watch it together. You know how we grew up, right? Right. Like we didn't have that immediate access, but I literally love that. Like we're doing that right now. 
Steve has a rule for me that it's two episodes max. Oh yeah, no, because <laughs> he the doesn't same allow. Way. He does not allow me to binge. I would binge every time. I'd be like, I would come on, too. binge one more episode, one more, one more episode. He's like, nope, two episodes. Yeah. Brittany, thank you for being on our show yeah. today and for being on where we landed mm-hmm. and for living in Grant County, growing up here and and investing here and um, and so it's been great to get to know you a little bit more on our show and thanks for all mm-hmm. you've done uh, during your tenure here in Grant County. So for our listeners, hit like where you listen to podcasts and tell your friends about it and have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.